Hello. Hello, mate. How's it going? Hey, Nathan. Okay. Yeah, doing well. Doing well. It's been a while, isn't it? Yeah, it has, like, hasn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it has. It's been ages, but yeah. You've been okay during the lockdown and everything? Yeah, yeah. Been all right, yeah. Not too bad up in uh, Middlesbrough. How's things down south? Up the borough. Uh, pretty rainy at the moment, unfortunately. Hey, um, sun's shining up here, mate. You should come move up here. <laughs> Might have to. Well, the house prices are definitely cheaper as well. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Um, so yeah, anyone listening, we're going to do sort of a little, little bit different this uh, this episode. Obviously, well, you have played football, but you're not coming on as a footballer. Um, you know, you've been out to the states, and okay, you might not be known to sort of anyone listening, but you know, in the states, especially where we were, I think uh, you know your credentials speak for yourself. So um, obviously, you know, you're you you went out to the states as a runner. Would you like to sort of just you know briefly, you know, just introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously in school, in secondary school and stuff, played football for years, um, like ten or eleven years. Um, and then in school, I ended up running cross country, and I think year nine, just for the school, and I ended up being quite good at it. So and better than I was at football. So I ended up doing that and stopping the football, uh, and I ended up getting quite good before I went to America. I medaled at a few national championships and stuff back home, um, and then. I was just going to go to my local university here uh, in Middlesbrough, go to Teesside University. Um, and then I, but I had a friend who went to university in America and I got talking to her over Christmas before I would have been going to university. And she was just kind of telling me all about like her experience and how good it was, the different culture and that kind of stuff. Um, and it made me really, really interested. And I liked how professional it sounded sport-wise, but how... You could also do your degree as well at the same time and kind of pay less than you would pay in England, I guess, was another bonus. Um, so then I ended up yeah. talking to the coach and ended up going to America. It's a very last-minute decision. I think I got my offer made to me in May. I ended up leaving to go out there uh, in the August, but after my offer, I had to sit my SAT in June. So I was like the very last, as late as it could possibly be, really. Um, and then, yeah, I've loved it ever since, really. Been out there three years, uh, going back in August to finish my last year. Wait a sec, you're going to be a senior? Yeah, going to be a senior, yeah, I know, getting old. <laughs> I thought you had one, I thought you had an extra year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I know what I was going to say there is, um, obviously, touching on that, I as well, I was quite uh, late to the scene in terms of deciding to go out. Um and we do say to people, it's probably better to get it done early, just so you have, you know, your offers and you know where you're going. Obviously, the way you did it, um, you know, you got out, you did your thing. But, you know, like for me as well, I, I probably would have rather have done it, you know, <laughs> less stress, I think. Yes. Yeah. If I could go back, I would definitely start it earlier. So for me, uh, it was too late really to get offers from other places. But I kind of knew the school I was going to go to. I really only had one choice at that point, And it was the school that my friend went to. Uh, so she was graduating as I was going in. Um, so And through her is how I ended up getting connected to that university. But yeah, if I could go back, I would definitely have kind of, if I knew I wanted to go to America, I thought of it as an option earlier. I would definitely have started earlier and kind of looked at more universities and more options in different areas and with different programs and stuff to see what was really the right fit, I guess, from like a less stressful point of view. Yeah. Well, that's why I think you and me are quite similar. Both kind of 
go with it, you know, just go with it, go for it. Um, you know, don't usually try to think too much. And that's what I did as well. I didn't really do too much research. Um, I got my offers in. I had quite a few, luckily, for, for playing-wise. Um, and then I just kind of picked the one that felt right at the time. But I didn't, you know, I didn't even really look at the campus or anything. I was quite just kind of went with it and just life in a bag on a plane. And looking back, you know, it's fine. But um, you do think, right, maybe it's better to be, you know, it all worked out, uh, thankfully. But I'm just saying, you know, I got effectively could have got a bit lucky. And I think so did you, you know, maybe it's better to be a little bit more uh, selective and do your research a bit more thoroughly. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, I think, especially with the campuses as well, kind of just knowing how big that campus is going to be and kind of like, so for me, I really had no idea until I got there how big uh, Milligan was or, or like, well, really how small it was. It's like 1,400, 1,500 students. Like, my secondary school was bigger, but I didn't know that until I got there. Uh, so that was a bit of a shock. Uh, but it, it's cool. It's ended up in a really good place for me and a good fit. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of liked the small, the small, uh, like the small size of Milligan, just because like you knew everyone, and it was just like, and also getting to classes was lovely. You didn't have it wasn't like a trek. Yeah, exactly. To get around, yeah. Was it? I really liked the like um, you said, where you knew everyone. It was like a really close knit family, and if you needed something, or like, obviously being an international student, you can't really drive because obviously you can't really like get a car or whatever. You could, but it's expensive. Um, so obviously because you know everyone, it's really helpful for getting lifts to places or like. Uh, hanging out with friends in different places and stuff like that so you've got, always got loads of friends you can go hang out with and stuff so I really like the small That's it. small school vibe it's a bit like a boarding school is how I'd describe is what it felt like like when you say boarding school in the yeah. movie, that's what Milligan felt like yeah 100% and the thing is as well for such a small college it was like there was just it pretty much everyone was international like yeah, so yeah, many yeah. and that was like it was just insane that sort of aspect of it I yeah. loved it um, yeah. So I want to sort of touch into now, you know, what you've achieved in the States. Obviously, uh, you're not just any runner. Um, you know, you've gone on to do some pretty unbelievable things. You want to sort of touch on, you know, especially your sort of freshman year as well, like, you know, what you sort of went in. And, and also, what did you expect? Like, did you expect to go in and have the success you did? Um, or was it just kind of like see what happens and you kind of just run with it, pardon the pun? <laughs> yes, let's say it. it was a really interesting freshman year, really. So uh, before I went out there, uh, I actually tore my knee ligament um, pretty bad. So I was out for four and a half, five months with that. So I tore my meniscus, uh, ripped my ligament out of my shin bone um, and tore my calf all in the same leg at the same time. Uh, and I have no idea how it happened. No physio managed to figure it out. They were like, it's just really weird from running in a straight line. We have no idea how you did that. So I ended up being out for ages and it happened before, like I'd talked to the coach in America and then I was like, yeah, everything's great. I'm really fit and all that, like um, whatever. And then he emailed me, he said, oh, how's training and stuff going? I was like, well, uh, I've been out for four months and I'm looking to do my first run on grass in two weeks. So not great. Um, do you still want me? Or like kind of as my injury finished me off. Um, and I guess, like we said earlier, I got really lucky that I had a good coach who was very understanding. And he was like, no, look, like, actually, I know you've got a bit of talent and you're a good runner. So I can get you fit when you get here kind of deal. So it's all right. We can work around it, which was really nice. Um, so that when I when that happened, I knew I'd found the right fit as a school. Um, just because there's yeah. not many, well, from like other people who I've talked to, uh, I know there can be some coaches who aren't as nice as that or as understanding. 
so that really helped give me confidence going in um, when I was training before I went over there that I was going into a good environment and a, like a very professional environment. And I got there and it was, it was a big step up professional wise from what I was used to here in England for like a running group. Um, like there was like obviously ice baths and all sorts that I did a little bit here, but it was kind of every now and again. Um, so I ended up going from, I arrived, I was about eighth on the team fitness wise. And by the time we got to nationals in November, I was number one. Uh, and I think I ended up finishing 32nd or 36th. 36th it was, yeah, cross-country nationals as a freshman. Um, went into indoors and I won the indoor national title in the 3,000 metres, which was a bit of a shock because the guy who finished second to me had won it for three years in a row and he was a senior. And I think when he graduated, he'd won 11 national titles and went on to be a pro runner with a group in America. He was a, a Kenyan runner who was really good. Uh, so that comes... Oh, yeah, let me tell me about him. Yeah, that comes a real shock. What are you saying about him? Yeah, he was like really, really good, and like no one had any idea. Like I had a little bit of belief in myself before, uh, but it wasn't until like the couple of days before where I was like, right, I want to go out and win this. Now I'm here. I know I'm fit, kind of deal. So let's see what I can do. Um, and then uh, in America, it's not really common for freshman runners to like do a lot. It's normally like a transition year, so that comes quite a bit of a shock, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, that was kind of like my my turning point and then after that I went on had a decent outdoor season I think I was 12th or 11th in the 5,000 at nationals um, and then about the same again sophomore year I missed cross country through injury sophomore year come back um, missed indoors but then come back outdoors and was about 10th in the 5k again and then I had a solid junior year finishing 22nd at cross country nationals third in the 3k um uh, indoors and then I was all American as well in the distance medley relay and then actually outdoors never happened because of Corona so uh, yeah it was a yeah. solid three years really athletic wise so it's been enjoyable it's been a big difference from England but a good difference it's a lot more a professional it's a lot more professional environment like you can go into the athletic training room any day and you can do all these exercises and they've got like uh, like physical trainers in there and like help you improve weaknesses or little injuries and stuff. And they've got all the equipment in there, which you just wouldn't have access to at like normal clubs here or normal training facilities and stuff. Well, that's the way I would sort of describe it, especially at Milligan. It was kind of like everyone was there to sort of better themselves. And when you're surrounded by that environment of like-minded people, like it was constantly, you know, like people helping each other with homework or classes or, you know, in the sports and stuff like, you're just pushing each other, and that's what I think kind of ekes a little bit out of you, like that extra bit. Do you know what I mean? And like, obviously, you just said national champion. Um, it's not exactly uh, easily done, you know. And it's like it, I think you, you find that extra gear in that sort of environment. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, I think big go being at a small school is really like was really important for me for that because you got you got such a close bond with your teammates. Not only when you were playing together or training together or running together or whatever, but you you did homework together, you were studying together, you'd eat together in the calf. Like, you become a really, really tight-knit bunch when you're at a small university, and I really think that helps you to have that, like, high-achieving mindset and want to push each other to be better all the time with whether that's homework and schoolwork and getting the grades or whether that's through athletics. Like, it's just always, like, pushing to be the best you can be, which is what one thing I really think is a benefit of a small school. Yeah, I mean, like, all the teams at Milligan were close, but I remember, like, the running team, you guys were something else. Like, you guys were really, like, close and got on so well. And you're just very, yeah, 
good bunch, really good bunch. And it was just, yeah, like you said, um, and you, uh, you know everyone, and it's just, you, you know, there's always jokes flying around the calf. And yeah. Remember my crowning achievement was uh, when we raced <laughs> up the hill, do you remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was I, like, I can't believe I'm keeping up with him. He's a national um, champ. That was so fun. Um, yeah, we had some good runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's it's just, and that, I remember even that time when I was off my gym session at six for soccer team and you lot were doing your run and I even had a little join in for a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what I mean. You see everyone around you training constantly. It pushes you. Yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah. And then obviously like you all see each other in the gym and stuff like that as well. And you all live together as well on campus. So you did when we were at Milligan together. So uh, like the way it was, there was all the dorms and that and the freshman dorms. And like you can move up as you move up your years to like the slightly nicer dorms. But for me, I stayed in the freshman dorm for the first three years and I'm going to move up now in my last year. But I just really, really like the freshman dorms because it's like a tight knit bunch of lads, like all just hanging out. Like, it's, yeah, it was nice. You just nip into anyone's room. Yeah, can't you? straight in anyone's room. There's always like someone to talk to or something to do or someone to try and beat a FIFA. Like, yeah. Or ping pong. Yeah, or ping pong. The table table. Or ping pong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. spent a fair share of time there. Yes. Me and uh, me and Brandon never stopped, do we? Oh my gosh! Like any time of the day, day or night, and you two were playing table tennis. <laughs> I know we used to love it. We used to have our little bets. It was unbelievable. You know that ball yeah, bouncing um, across the whole building. <laughs> we had to. We had to. We had to do it. We had to have our because <laughs> that's the thing. Like you know, you just and you've always got like you said something, someone to do something with. It's just that's what. Yeah. It's just been able to pop over and see your mates, or you know, and and it's you miss that uh, routine of you know you've got training, you've got a bit of class, then you socialise with your friends a little bit, and you've got more training, you've got a game, and it's like you know I I remember very vividly like I knew I was going off to play pro, um, and I had uh, you know I was having an opportunity to play afterwards, and it was like everything I ever wanted, but I was very heartbroken leaving Milligan. I remember like. Saying to you, like, I can't believe it's like... I know, it goes by so quick, though, doesn't it, when you're over there? Like, you blink and your first year's finished. And then your second year goes a little bit slow, but oh my... Then you blink again and, like, your third year's finished and you're going in your last year. It just goes by so fast. It's something you can't really prepare. Like, I remember when I first got out of the airport, out of the plane, the, the coach was saying that to me. He's like, oh, what, trust me, you're four years old. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. It, yeah, it, that was the same for me. So I've got a really funny story, actually, about my first time like flying that. to America. So I'd never been to America before, so I booked my flights. Like, So I was just like, I think I was flying from Manchester to Atlanta, Atlanta to Tri-Cities, a pretty standard flight when you're in like northeast Tennessee, where we are. So I get into Atlanta, and it was the Elvis Presley. It was like a 50th anniversary or something since he died, right? So every Elvis Presley fan in the world must have landed in Atlanta that day because they're all then flying out to Memphis or Graceland or something to go and see him. 
And the visa queue to get in was a joke. I'd never seen it that long since. It took me three and a half hours to get through and get my visa checked and get through the next bit. And actually, I had a flight to catch that was two and a half hours later, so I ended up missing my flight. And actually, in Europe, that is a massive deal. I was freaking out, thinking, oh, no, I'm going to have to book a whole other flight. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg. And I get through, and I'm like nearly crying on the phone to my mum. I'm like, mum, like, literally, I've just missed my flight. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, stressing out, because obviously, I'd never flown on my own before like that. And uh, my mum's freaking out, thinking, yeah, if that's in Europe, you're going to have to pay hundreds. So she's looking up the price of flights that day and that, and like it's all looking terrible. And I get through, and the Delta woman just laughs at me. She's like, yeah, I've rebooked you on the next one. No problem. There you go. Gives me my ticket. So I was like, oh, yeah, nice one. So I wait three hours, catch my flight later, and uh, get picked up by one of the lads on the team. And it's like, at this point, it's like 11 o'clock. So he texts me to cameras, gives me a tour of it in the dark. And then, yeah, I just met up with some of the lads. And we were just sat on a balcony and just talked for hours, like, getting in the of it. That's the thing. You just get there and it's like, all right, okay. Very easily welcome. I remember I had a little, when I first flew out, I lost my bag. And I'd never really done a big flight like that by myself either, like all the way to the States. And I lost my bag. Um, and that, you know, when you, you put your life in a bag, like literally everything I had in that suitcase. And I got there and I was like, I don't have my boots, Ooh. I don't have anything. Luckily, it came just before training started. But yeah, it's it's a nightmare, isn't it? When you uh, That's the thing. That's what I think is good for people like ours or whatever to sort of talk to and say, look, you know, like yeah. it's, it sometimes can be a bit bumpy with things like that when you do it for the first time, but you know, you'll like sort of advise them. As yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, definitely no have one, to ask uh, questions really to the older international that. kids who are there. Cause that whatever you think is like a big deal probably isn't. And they've definitely come across it before. Like you just experience these things or you learn it from those before you. And then you just try and pass it on to the younger ones yeah, coming yeah. after you. I think it's the best way to describe the connection with your internationals over there. That's it. That's it. The advice that you get, and just from watching yeah. all the people, all the like, you know, teammates or whatever as well, you just you pick up so much. Like, and that's like the best thing. The way I think I don't know about you, but on in the football team, soccer team, it's you know you get taken under as well. Like an older player. Uh, I remember I, I was a midfielder who's a bit older than me and obviously same position, you, you know, they maybe see something in you or whatever and they like, you know, they give you advice, maybe even do a bit of extra work with you just because, you know, that's what it's about. It's about sort of giving back. And then when you get to that sort of seniority, um, you know, that's your opportunity to do that for the younger ones as well. And I think like it's it's priceless to get that because, again, it's 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 transparent. It's like genuine uh, advice and they actually want you to do well instead of just, oh, you're a teammate, you're my competitor. You know, it's like, obviously, yeah, everyone wants a spot. But again, like, I didn't really experience that sort of team environment. Like in England, playing football, you know, if you're a trialist and you go into a club, everyone's just, you know, staring at you like daggers because they're like, oh, competition, competition, it's doggy dog. And yeah, that's how sport is. But because you're a student athlete and you come as both, you know, you do have that. Everyone's like, you know, yeah. treat you really nice. And again, you definitely. Yeah, that, I think that is one of so the biggest like, things that definitely helps you move over there for the first time. It's just how welcoming and friendly they all are. Like, if you need anything, they'll do anything for you just to try and help you settle in and feel at home. Yeah, I was taken a bit off guard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm from down south, like London, Essex, and you know, you don't get that when you walk down the street. People saying hello yeah. to you. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, uh, it was lovely. Um, so yeah, talk to me now a little bit, just so people know. Obviously, you know your degree. Um, it's uh, it, again, it's it's a it's a it's a very strong degree, and it'd be it'd be amazing. 
Milligan's a strong as well. Um, so I remember you saying to me, like in school, in high school and everything, you were sort of interested in the sciences and things like that, the physics, you know, that sort of captivated you younger. So did you have... Yeah, yeah. So for me, I knew I wanted to do engineering, but I just wasn't sure whether I wanted to do chemical or mechanical engineering. Uh, so actually, I knew at this point, I knew I was going to Milligan. So my options were then narrowed because they only had electrical or mechanical engineering. So I was like, right, well, I'm doing mechanical engineering then. Where if I'd have, perhaps if I'd have, started a little bit earlier like we said earlier and not had as much stress I could have maybe found like a chemical engineering program somewhere that would have matched up with a good running university for me and like it would have been nicer to have had time to look at that but obviously for me I knew I had a friend from my hometown who went to this university she did really well running wise and got a good degree so for me it made sense I come here I've done my mechanical engineering degree and I wouldn't change a thing if I could go back I think I've ended up at a really good university um, and I really, really enjoy the academic side of it. So first year, I was like really like 100% running. Like my academics is like on the side where now I've kind of grown into the academics and I really, really am enjoying that a lot, like a lot more than I was first year. So now it's tough. I don't really don't know what I like more, whether it's the athletics or the academics, which is a great place to be in because you have to do both and you have to put a lot of time into both. So, yeah, now I have a lot more of a balance than I did my first year. Well, yeah, it's a good problem to have. And again, you know, your your sort of opportunities after you leave, I'm sure are going to be endless in terms of obviously, you know, the way you sort of you're running and the, the things you're achieving there, you, you know, there's opportunities. Like you said, um, your coach, yeah, yeah. Coach Lane, uh, Milligan, yeah, so he, coach. he's, he's obviously got his own runners, agency. Well. So that's a possibility, obviously, engineering degree. Um, like, that's going to hopefully set me up to find jobs anywhere, really. And I have no idea where I want to live. So, actually, I'm from Middlesbrough, England. Uh, last summer, I worked in Belgium. Uh, and then, obviously, studied in Tennessee in America. So, who knows where I'll end up next. Yeah, well, yeah. and I was going to say as well, you've obviously got, uh, you know, you've met some exactly, yeah. States, so I've had an American um, girlfriend for two years, who's from Tennessee. So uh, you never know if you come up to America, you may well find yourself an American girlfriend and end up settling down and staying. So something to think about. Two years, yeah, two years and two months. <laughs> two years? Has it really been? Could be both. It's the two months as well, mate. That She'll be so happy I'm that wow. accurate with it. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you first started. Uh, I know, you first blown by. It. That's what I said. Like you know, it feels like you blink and a year goes like by when you're in America. Like it just goes so quick because you're always so busy with either studying or sport or traveling to games and races and stuff. And then like the weekends seem to fly by because you might be gone like Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, come back Sunday or whatever. And it's like it just goes by so quick. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. yeah. just always busy, but it's a good yes, busy yeah. because you're working on yourself. That's why I say to people, it's an investment in yourself. Like you're getting better. No matter, like if you leave, if you graduate and you're the same level, I think it's impossible. Like you'll be you'll be better academically, definitely, um, probably in your sport, and then uh, yeah, say definitely, especially living away from like, home, kind of living on your own for the first so time. I just think it helps you mature so much. Like you have to do everything for yourself, and actually, like you can. Like, FaceTime your mum for help if you need it. But, like, you have to do it all for yourself. You can't just rely on other people doing it for you. 
So, and obviously you've got to like fly yourself and all that, get to all the visa checks and all that and do all sorts of stuff for yourself. So I, I think for me, the first year or two years really, really helped me mature uh, from just living at home. That's the thing. You get thrown in the deep end. I think that's the best way, kind of shock the system because, you know, you, you, you learn quite quickly about who you are as well, like kind of, okay, I, I know I'm, I can deal with this because, you know, that is life. You can't just be spoon-fed the whole way through. It's, it's good. And if you want to challenge yourself and you want to push on, especially as an athlete. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. I think easy, from like, doing you know, both as well and trying to multitask and do your degree and your sport, I think it teaches you a lot of skills which employers really value. Like, you have to be able to communicate really well, manage your time really well. Because, you, like, for us anyway, you can finish class at 3.30 and you can have training starting at, like, 4 o'clock. So you've got to literally be, like, straight back to your room, get your stuff, or you already have to have a bag with your training gear with you and just get changed in the changing rooms or whatever. Um, so like it's really at times it's really like one after another but then there's times where you can have a really big rest and it's quite nice or some days you get days off training and stuff but I just think so many of the other skills go unnoticed I guess when you're thinking of applying to go to America that I didn't realise that I'd learn but now I'm back and I'm like working this summer I've learned like oh wow I've actually got really good at multitasking and really good at communicating from trying to balance my sport and my academics Yeah, massively. Yeah, that's that. I completely agree with that one, especially the time management. Like, that's so big in life. You need that. Like, you know, if you're late uh, or you, you're unorganized or, you know, you're not articulate when you're talking to people and things like that, you know, you'll struggle to do what, like, you know, you just get, if you're late to your job, Exactly. Yeah, like our coach always says, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. And, and that's kind of that. carried through to me working this summer. So I'm always there 10 minutes early. And at first, they all thought I was dead weird. Like, oh, why are you early? Why are you early? I was like, I'm just always on time. Like, I'm just here because I'm here. Like, it gives me a chance to just kind of go get me stuff out my locker, like, do whatever I need to do, and then get where I need to be for on the time I'm supposed to start. And they're all like, oh, wow, wow, that's great. That's great. And they're all, like, crazy impressed by it, where it's just normal over there. It's just the culture. That's it. It's what has been driven into me by my coach for the past three years. And, like, me, like I work at B&Q this summer. They're like, I think it's, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Well, that's the thing because it keep it teaches you that standard, and then you you kind of learn like you don't drop that standard. You know you you're always on time. You're always putting it because that's what you learn. Like to to be a top athlete, especially since I've gone on to play afterwards as well at that uh, next level, you realise like yeah, in terms of effort and being on time, that's the bare minimum. Like that shouldn't even be a thought process. Um, and then the other things come into it where that's that's what they say. A professional does it on a needs basis. He does it because he has to like every day. Uh, and an amateur will do it when he wants to, when he feels like it. Oh, you know, I won't train to, or whatever. And this is this is what you learn because I would be honest. I would describe it like you said. Keep saying professional environment. You know, you do live a life almost a professional athlete alongside your degree. Um, I, I definitely this, agree. Yeah, it's just the atmosphere is so professional compared to home. Obviously, like you've got strength and conditioning coaches. Like obviously, you're training a lot more than you would train in England. And it's just crazy, like, some of the weight rooms and the facilities you get to play at or run at and see in the weight rooms and stuff, or, like, all the testing we do as well. Like, we do crazy, yeah, the spec testing, yeah. It's, like, crazy. Like, you wouldn't dream of doing that over here in England, but spec. over there it's, like, normal. So yeah. it's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah and all the, the vertical jump height like tests the, uh, and all the, uh, the max machine. strength pull test and whatever that one is. We got so competitive with that one. Like, stick thin distance. Oh, that one's rough, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have to pull up as hard yeah, as you can. You feel like you're going to pass out your wrist, pulling up that so. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might have some somewhere. I'd actually, love to on get my team's Instagram, I think. I think they put that. some up before. Alex Wooden might have been on it now, I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's that a good thing you just brought up there, the Instagram. That's what I was sort of stressed as well while on it, like talking to, to any, um, you know, people looking to go out, any players, any athletes looking to go out is that do your research like we've been saying, you know, I probably could have done a little bit more. Um, I was almost that confident in what I was going to do. I was almost that confident myself. I didn't feel I needed to, but you always need to do research. And like you said, the the way the world is now with social media and the internet, it's so easy to learn all you, all you can about. And I think Milligan, you know, pretty much every college is really good about posting on social media and actually showing you like, the, you know, not just the wins, but they show you like behind the scenes, they show you what life would be like. And I think, you know, it's good to sort of do your research. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, well. um, to add to that, really I also think, so say, like, you're going to play football over there. Uh, don't just look at, like, Milligan's football account. Like, look at the running account. Look at the swimming account. Because they they'll all use the same gym, pretty much. Unless, say, like, I don't know, some teams will have their own gym but, at big universities. But if it's, like, a middle or small university, they're pretty much all going to use the same gym. They might all use some of the other same facilities and you can kind of get a better feel for those facilities by looking at the other teams' Instagrams as well. And you can kind of get like a bit of a feel of the whole university's like athletic programs culture by looking at all the other Instagrams. So I'd do that. And then I'd also like a lot of teams will tag their players in posts. So don't be afraid to like, have a little bit of a stalk of some of the players' profiles and that before you go so you can get a feel of like what your teammates are going to be like. Because I did that, and I, I got a really good vibe like of a lot of the guys. And to be yeah. fair, this probably happens to every team, but I also had a few guys who I had nailed on thinking they look a bit strange like on their Instagram. And I got there, and they were the nicest guys in the world. So don't, like, yeah. I know no names will be mentioned, but, uh, yeah. So when you're judging <laughs> their Instagram profiles, just take it with a pinch of salt, because I guarantee you when you meet them, you'll probably be wrong. But it lets you get a little bit of a feel of what it's going to be like on that team because you can kind of see a bit about who they are. Asking and think you could even go a step further than that, and you know, don't be afraid to to message them. You know, if, uh, I remember when I was at Milligan, and even now playing, you you get messages from people all the time to your social medias asking for advice or a bit of help. And I think when you when you go through it. You know, we we all helped. You know, I've had massive help, and you you um, I imagine you have as well. You know, we all are happy to do that for others as well, just because it's all about, like you said, giving back. The, you know, next year you go up, you give back to the year below, and just keep that circulating, keep that information, that trust circulating. And even if it's a guy who has nothing to do with the college I went to, and just wants to look to go out, I think the same with you. You know, any advice on going out to the states? You know, people people like to answer those questions because people want to give back because it's a nice feeling to see someone you know go on and hopefully other opportunities that you've had, which is exactly the reason um, that me and Sam have started Soccer Path, just to give back and help those who are sort of similar situations to us after sort of not getting pros at 18 to bounce back and flip the script. Because like you said, life isn't over at 18, you know, even though it feels like it sometimes when 
you know, your opportunities are limited back back home. Um, you, like you said, your whole exactly, world yeah, I agree with that so much because for me, I really like you said, really, really like just helping other international kids, even Americans, if they message me and they're like, oh, I'm thinking of going to whatever university, like, have you got any advice? Or I'm thinking of coming to the East Tennessee area, I'm from wherever, whatever. Like, I love answering questions for them, like, this is what the area is like, this is what I think, like. And then if you're an international kid, you're from England, maybe, and you say, no, look, I've been talking to a coach from wherever. Do you know anything about their school? Like, or you want advice about anything? Like, we're all more than happy to help with anything at all. Like, we just love to see other, like, English kids or international kids come and experience what we've got to experience because it's been such a good three years for me. And it's, like, opened so many doors for me and done so much for me that I'd love, love to see more people get to experience it. That's it. That's the thing. You just you're grateful yeah. to a point where you just yeah, like you just burst. Yes, into, definitely, just definitely. The rooftops. Like I love like, this. Is my school, my secondary school's got like a good history of like sporting Sorry. talent. So uh, there's a guy actually from my secondary school who's go, going out to America this fall. So uh, yeah, I'm very. Uh, he played against Milligan actually. So he went through. I think he went through an agency, uh, and he ended up going on a tour of some sort. And he played against Milligan in a friendly. So, and I got a meeting in Johnson City, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very small oh, yeah. world, yeah. So, literally, yeah. He was in my brother's year at school, so he's uh, three or four years younger than me. And, uh, yeah, it was mad. Mad. But, yeah, he ended up uh, finding a university and coming out there. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it's exciting. It's just, you know, you want people to have that same same experience. So to sort of wrap us up, I don't want to keep you too long here. You know, obviously you've, you've gone on to do some pretty big things. And I think, you know, your last year, I think definitely watch this space of you. Um, uh, you know, what sort of advice would you give to people, uh, you know, looking to come out in terms of because we do get a lot of a lot of players who say to us, you know, look, I'm looking to go down the non-league route or. Uh, you know, obviously you're a runner, it's a little bit different, but I think it's the same, same principles apply, but, you know, they're looking to go down the non-league route and b- bounce back into the programme that way, or they're looking to just go to University of England because they want to stay in their comfort zone. But, you know, we, we stress them that you, you need to push yourself if you want to if you want to push on, especially in football, you know, you have to sacrifice a lot. What sort of advice would you give to people, um, especially since... Yeah, you know so for me, obviously, I was like the oldest child in my family. Right so, like, some of my family were a bit, like, hesitant of me going to America because I was, like, the first one to go to university in my family. Then I was going to be the first one, like, leaving home. But for me, I'm so glad I did because not only did I get a professional uh, sport, like, to, like, a very professional sporting scenario to go and put myself in where it pushed me to be the best I could be, uh, I also have set myself up now to get a degree, which if you're playing, say, non-league here, it would be very hard, I think, to try and do your degree and play non-league, where over there the classes are set up and the sport is set up to work together. So your coaches can maybe like give you a little bit of leeway like, or you can get out of class perhaps a little bit early. If you've got a late lab, you can maybe get out 10 minutes early so you can make your practice for that day. Or if you've got a game, you can leave class and just catch up with the work later. So I think there's a lot of benefits like that there which make playing sport at the top level and studying for your degree like really easy to do compared to what it could be in England. 
Um, and I also just think that you get to grow as a person and experience a new culture. So I really think I would recommend pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and just going all in really on America because it's you get to play sport at a top level. And like if you're a really good individual and you go to a university and you do really, really well and you think you're always going to play good teams anyway. But if you decide, oh, well, I think, say you're playing in, I don't know, Division 2 NCAA, and you might think, oh, I've scored 30 goals or whatever this year. I want to transfer. So then if you really want to, you can transfer and push up to D1 or move to a better school who may be doing better at nationals than your school is. Like, once you've gone out there, doors are open to do that, depending on how good you are or how your grades are academically. So I would recommend just like finding a school that you think's the right fit for you. Because often if you find the right school, you're not going to want to transfer anyway. But it depends, obviously, for some people, they end up transferring. Some people like me end up staying in one place all four years. But there's all these doors that open for you once you take that leap and you end up going to America. So I just can't recommend it enough. It's opened so many doors for me. I literally have no idea where I'm going to live in a year. And that's just because I went to America I'm going to get my degree and I've ended up being a pretty good runner thanks to being out in America. So, yeah, I can't thank my the people who gave me an opportunity enough. Mate, that's top advice. Yeah, that's what we you know. We're trying to stress to people that I don't think I've met someone who's been out, especially international, that has a bad word to say about it. Um, I've yet to meet one. So, yeah, I 100% agree and that's some top advice and you know for people listening i'd really i'd really listen to that, yes. that in because nothing about um, three years has it yeah i think you've, I've uh, you've done all right all american so four times maybe something like that yeah it's been a pretty solid three years <laughs> yeah yeah exactly unbelievable but yeah but listen mate um i think that will sort of wrap us up we've been on for a good uh good sort of 30 30-something minutes now, um, flown by, like that, like the uh, four years. But, um, yeah, like, really, really appreciate you coming on, mate. That's really, like, you've given some great insight there. Um, and even though, you're obviously, you're a runner, but I think it, the same applies to a footballer or, you know, it, whatever sport you want to do, I think the same mentality. Same no, thank you for yeah, having me on. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun, my first podcast. Coming on. <laughs> I know. You're right there. <laughs> Uh, your claim to fame. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Speak All to right, you mate. soon. Well, I'll let I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. But yeah, Bye. thanks again.